0: Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday.
1: Happy hump day.
0: Happy hump day and happy, what are we calling this month? Like sexy June?
1: We've been trying to figure this out for a month. Like hot mom summer, sexy June, summertime fine, which Erica was not a fan of. I
0: mean, it's growing on me. I guess it's 90s and I love the 90s, so it just feels Bring
1: the hoe back, ho hot summer.
0: If you have joined us on our dick challenge, our dick talks challenge, it's over. So I don't know if you guys are back to fucking. I don't know if you guys are back to making better choices. But our May challenge, our May Dick Talk challenge is over. I just want to thank everyone that joined me on the journey. Thank you so much. I love you. I loved our weekly Zoom calls. If you joined our Slack, then you know that we're continuing the conversation over there. And I'm just feeling real sexy in June.
1: And just because May is over doesn't mean you have to give up your Dick Talks. No. I feel like after the first 30 days, it gets easier. So it's like once you hit the 30-day mark, are you even horny anymore? You could just, like, go for a full year after that, mostly.
0: I think you're horny. You're just, like, more horny for yourself. And it's just, like, you're just not really inviting just any kind of residual energy in. You gotta really be with the shits.
1: Yeah, you're more intentional with the pussy by this time. hmm Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations,
0: house. Shall we pull a tarot, my love?
1: Yes, we shall. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Okay, my shuffling still isn't better. Okay. The card today is The World, which is number is 21. Yes. Okay. It's 21, The World. And it's a woman with two sticks. She looks bountiful. Bountiful? <laughs> she just looks happy.
0: Well, according to the description of the world card, upright represents completion, integration, accomplishment, and travel. Huh.
1: huh. Look at there.
0: Ha huh. ha! Huh. Uh, me and Mila just signed a very important contract today, which I don't know if we can share it with you guys, but the moment we can, we will. And I hope that you're excited as well. And it is a huge accomplishment and we are about to go travel to complete it. So this card feels very, very on time for us.
1: It says um, inner and outer wealth. Inner and outer wealth. Wow, that's a good-ass card to pull because a lot of people have outer wealth, and that don't always mean you have inner wealth. Showdown. And Lord knows I need both. Joy, recognition, being in harmony with the universe, because we have manifested the fuck out of this. Finding balance, enlightenment, achieving goals, union of body, mind, and soul. You, the world, and the intangible are one. Become the creator of your own world and master the daily life. Without you, the universe would be missing something. (gasps) I think it means we're walking in our purpose, dear.
0: I mean, duh.
1: I think we found our calling. Talking shit on the internet, it's beautiful. Thank you, God, thank you, God, I knew. I told someone the other day, I was like, You know, in my 20s, I did a bunch of shit. I barely said no to shit just because it sounded fun and I needed to, like, accumulate experiences. (laughs) And at that time, I didn't know why I had all these stories. And God is like, here you go. All the stupid shit you did in your 20s that everyone was like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is why. Because I knew the world needed to hear my whole stories. In my 30s, it's so important that I share my crazy, wild experiences, and that's why God let me have them, because he knew I needed to live a little, and I needed to share a lot.
0: Amen. Amen. Speaking of our youth and ho stories, yesterday I had dinner with one of my best friends who's visiting from Germany. Shout out to my boy, Jared. And I don't really share this information a lot, but I used to like be a singer.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And apparently a rapper. Because I went back into, he opened up our SoundCloud, which still exists, which Maybe I'll share in Please the episode go. description Please. because go. actually I'm kind of proud. I went back and listened. I was like, wait, we were kind of good. We might be at Coachella this year. <laughs> stop. Had we just continued? I swear to fucking God. We year. were ahead of our time. I'm telling you, I was baby Khalees. All right. <laughs> Can you
1: stop? I'm wait. not kidding. Uh, okay. well, I keep telling you, we need to use one of the tracks. Okay, the well, intro. maybe we'll
0: use maybe we'll use we it. we take
1: away this song we've been using for 400 years? You know years? what? Maybe
0: we'll outro this episode with one of the songs because a bitch was proud last night. I was listening listening and not only that was I ridiculously sex positive like I was talking about like coming, sucking dick like really? all of, yeah there's this one song called focus and it's like keep your mind in focus try not to let go of this take it all the way down your throat like hocus pocus <laughs>
1: okay Whoa, the he lyrics. He thought you that were... I wasn't
0: a freak, but then I let him taste my... Okay, I don't even want...
1: So you were a witch and you were Bitch, I was proudly? so wow. sex
0: positive and like I didn't know my life was going to lead me here, but I think I was practicing then. Then I was listening to these rap skills. I was like, <laughs> baby daddy who, nigga? I'm the OG rapper, bitch. <laughs> no wonder he never supported me because he knew I was better.
1: And you know now, now.
0: I'm telling you. Ooh, I'm proud. I was like, I told Jared, I was like, maybe we should like remix these and like put them <laughs> out. I think I'm going to move our Spotify playlist, which, by the way, if you guys haven't checked out our playlist, you guys should. They're they're bomb. I just put one out in, in May called Mama's Flowers. But I'm thinking I might have to take our playlist to SoundCloud because SoundCloud low-key has way better selection they of music. They
1: have like DJ music, like mixes that you want to hear. Yeah.
0: And then I can just sprinkle in my shit.
1: <laughs> I'm here for it. When, when you guys drop the, re- like, drop the remixes, just give me a feature and... You know, I fully support your baby Khalees rap dreams. Oh
0: my god I, I had songs about like only like having sex with rich people. Wow yeah I had, you're, you're
1: on something. For I sure. had
0: I had some deep shit I had, like some, I had some stuff about manifestation planting seeds. Okay. Yeah girl I was on some shit. I don't know what happened but I know for sure I would be at Coachella this year if I had just kept going. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
1: I know you're dead serious. <laughs> Do you because you're so good at manifesting can you lead us into our affirmation for the day? Yes, because you're so sex positive and you're so good at manifesting even before you knew you were doing
0: it. Oh, yep. 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 So today's affirmation is I only invite bomb ass sex into my life.
1: Ooh, can we get a hallelujah? I only only
0: invite bomb ass -ass sex into into my life. life. Okay, especially after this dick talks. okay? don't waste the pussy on some on some not bombs sex don't have
1: time for it actually someone asked me last night a guy asked me last night how often do you give up the pussy and then it's disappointing and I said honestly I'm gonna have to go with an 80 to 90 percent rate I could have swiped out 90 percent of motherfuckers I fucked luckily for you there's stories for them but 90 percent of the niggas I fucked were not satisfying I can't even remember like I could probably remember five good fucks what about you
0: like you know ten. what someone asked me that so i was on a date recently and i asked him i said what are your like worst sex stories and he shared some that were very like scary and like some girl like put, took out a fork and knife and said she wanted to eat his dick that was crazy what yeah now like i was like can i see your dick like what's did, going did on with your dick to it? Well,
1: i don't know did but now my... i have wait you didn't ask what happened next
0: she, He said he left but like what? i have questions now i'm like I kind of wanted to be like, can I see your dick? Like, what's going on with the dick? Like, why does she want to eat it? It's- Maybe it's beautiful. That's what, I mean, that's what he was alluding to. But anyway, he asked me what my bad sex story was. were. And of course I've had, like, not great sex. But I don't know. Like, I haven't had, like, a lot of bad sex. I don't think. I don't, I think... I think because I've just been manifesting good sex in my life from such a young age.
1: I don't know if it's necessarily been bad sex. I bring the sex. Just like That's bring- what I'm
0: saying. Like I feel like I can get myself there. You I don't know. Like, of course I've had bad experiences, like, you know, people sweating all over my face or like you <laughs> know, like asking to me to like talk a lot when I don't want to talk Ugh. and like, you know, just like, you know, sizing, not being, you know, compatible to me and all those things. But I just feel like I haven't had terrible sex. My, I don't know. I've been okay.
1: I honestly, I'll be completely 100. Like 98% of my sex is like foggy. I was drunk. (laughs) (laughs) I was blacked out a lot of those times. Not great. Not great.
0: And you know what? You know what? Also, there's that. Because I have a terrible memory which is a whole other topic that which terrifies me and scares me that I'm not going to remember half my life. Thank God we're podcasting because I'll I can like go back and listen to what the fuck I did. But there's a lot of things I don't remember and there's people I don't remember. Like there'll be people that will be like come up to me and be like, don't you remember this person or you slept with that person? And I'm like, who?
1: I totally knew I had a problem when I called my home girl that I used to work with and I said hey girl I just got a weird dream I just want to know did I fuck our bartender that we worked with at this job she said yes bitch you did one time I was like thank you I'll call you back (laughs) (laughs) then it dawned on me wow how many of those are there probably quite a few which you know it's fine I drink less than I did then I was a wild child I was I'll be the first to say I was sledding it out hardcore (laughs) you know I've graduated to being an ethical slut I'm being, I'm trying to be more ethical. Erica has come to the conclusion that she thinks that I'm toxic, which could be true. Did I come to that conclusion? You said it to me in the car yesterday. I said
0: toxic tendencies. <laughs>
1: I'm working on it. It's not my fault.
0: I think that you like a little drama. I like a little spice. Do uh, you like a little sprinkle of drama?
1: No, I don't like drama. I like I like a little psycho love. Like- That's
0: psycho's drama, bitch. No, I don't. Want Usually, psycho equals drama.
1: I want you to love me so bad you're gonna go crazy, but like don't act crazy to me. I don't have time for that.
0: Speaking of which, is well, I guess we'll talk off air about this, but I'm just wondering if what your you know your little psycho the psychoness that has led to the drama that is occurring that apparently doesn't happen in your life no drama
1: how's that going for you today first of all there's no drama because i am ignoring the whole fucking situation but if i must confess because erica just asked me when she didn't wait till after because she doesn't give a fuck (laughs) about my feelings (laughs) So my toxicity probably includes me falling in love a lot. Not a lot. I do love people. I'd be loving people. I'd be wanting to liberate them because I feel like I've found that a lot of people have a hard time being free and have a hard time like igniting life like they don't their lust for life. And I feel like naturally I have that really well. Shit happens, but always I'm happy to be here, and always I'm trying to find the highest height of what my life experience could be, whether it be in sex and friendship. Like I'm generally the type of person that like, I'm going to milk the fuck out of this life, okay? I'm only here for this time, looking like this, doing this one time. I'm going to do everything I fucking can to make it as great as I can. Anyway, I don't know if any of you are on our close friends, but uh, some time ago, a few months ago, I... First, I cheated on that boyfriend. Then I was sad, so I went to the internet with my sadness. I met a nigga in my DMs. He was entertaining me. I was trying to get over the last guy, and he said, come visit me in blah, 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 blah. So what do I do? Duh, I say, yeah. (laughs) What better way to get over another nigga is to get under another one and go to a trip. (laughs) did I have other things going on in my life that needed prioritizing sure I just moved and I needed furniture but first (laughs) but first recovery dick right
0: very important (laughs) I fully endorse this message
1: so literally I got the keys to my apartment on like Monday Wednesday morning I went to get under somebody so I traveled. I spent a, couple, a few days with this gentleman. We had a really good time. We did. He's totally opposite of me, which is something I guess I tend to do a lot. I just find people who are nothing like me. And I'm like, come here. Let me pull you out of your shell. Come. Come out of the cage. Take off your shirt. Take off your pants. Run wild. It'll be fun. And that's what I do. And then they do. And they get a taste of freedom and life and, like, vibrantness. And they're like, ooh, Mila. I like how that tastes. Let me get a little more. Let me. And then. They get greedy and they want to eat me alive and keep me forever. And it's just that's not how I work. I'm a wild animal free spirit witch and you can't put me in a cage. Anyway, that happened. We had a good time. I told him I loved him because I do be loving people. Anyway, he really, really got entangled into Mila. And shortly after at that time, I told him, like, I'm open. I just got out of something. I don't want any type of relationship. I have another person. I went on a trip with another person. I made that clear. I was really indulging in my ethical, slut, open, radical honesty that he was aware of. Somewhere along the way, there's another guy that I'm actually truly, really in love with. And so I kind of fell off, you know, I, and I don't like to be obligated to do anything. I don't want to have to call you every day. I don't want to have to check in. So that naturally fell off for me because I have shit going on in my life. He came here to visit one time, which was fine. Still, I don't want anything that you expect.
0: Never said it. Didn't say a word. (laughs) Didn't say one fucking word. He was a man
1: of little words. I think that's another thing. I like men of little words because I, what are you thinking in there? Let me, tell me, talk to me. Anyway, he came, he left. That was probably about like three months ago, two or three months ago at this point. I told him he has expectations. I was like, look, I am very busy. We're living very different lives. He wants different things out of life, you know, and I think I kind of like sparked that for him. Some people are content doing what they've been doing for 20 years and they don't want anything more. And I don't understand it, but like everyone has their thing, you know, and I think that he was just settling. And I think he knew he was settling, but he hadn't had a woman like me say, Look at me living my best life, and you look like you're settling. You should probably maybe get thirstier and hungrier because life has so much more to offer you. And obviously, like I didn't say it like that because that sounds mean. And you know, I'm always worried about being mean because I'm a people pleaser, which is probably why I didn't directly upfront, straight up say, Hey, I'm in love with someone else. Just leave me alone. So now, <clears throat> yesterday, <laughs> out of nowhere, I get a text Hey, what's up? Hey, how are you? I'm good. What kind of weed do you smell? where's those mushrooms that you have where do you get those i'm like i'm the plug i have a lot of plugs i smoke hybrids now he's like oh okay keep in mind this person did none of these things i also encouraged all my niggas to take psychedelics and he's like because speaking I'll- of
0: psychedelics dms
1: dms for the psychedelics <laughs> um <laughs> or black market advertising <laughs> our sponsors are going to pull out like these bitches anyway disregard just kidding (laughs) no we're not he's like well oh i just wanted to know because i'm going to need to know the plug in about four hours (laughs) excuse me sir (laughs) you're going to need to know what in four hours why would you need to know that you don't live in the state that i live in in fact the only time you've even visited this state in the last 10 years is because of me yours truly which what do you mean It took some time to get back to that response, probably, because at that point he realized it sounded a little crazy. (laughs) I haven't talked to you in months. And the last time I talked to you just said, like, I don't have a lot of time for this. And the next time you hit me up, you're here. You're you're in my city. Hmm. So, yeah, this is the toxicity that she speaks of. Again, I don't really feel like it's my fault. I feel like this doesn't I don't
0: pop up in my house. I'll kill you i don't think it's your fault i just think that i don't know how many times i have to tell you that you are fucking magical and when you sprinkle your magic on niggas that are in a little shell and they get that little lick from you niggas will be crazy just remember that episode bitches be crazy or whatever the fuck bitches be psycho niggas be psycho too when they get the night fairy fairy dust sprinkled on them Fairy pussy yeah they get the fairy pussy sprinkled they be tripping. So all I'm saying is, you know, be more careful with the with how you sprinkle, and also, be careful who you tell you love, who you say I love you to, because I realize that when you say I love you, like sometimes it is like in love, but then sometimes it is just like I love you, like I love you, and like I think I've even under like I've opened myself up to being able to say that because I used to reserve the word love for like very specific type of love and I don't really do that anymore but I also know that I have to be careful who I say that to because not everybody understands that especially when you're having sex with them and I don't and like looking in their eyes and saying I love you and like maybe like holding them and like dreading their hair and like looking in their eyes when you're having sex and saying, I love you.
1: Relax. No, I did all that. I did twist his hair. Um, I'm a cancer. I'm the mother of all the signs. I like to nurture and to hold and to cuddle and to like encourage and motivate, but it doesn't mean I'm here to stay. It means figure your shit out and live better.
0: Yeah, no, the nigga should not have come. That's out of pocket. That's crazy. That's crazy.
1: I mean, and then I today I'm like, who are you here with Uh, himself? So I don't know if there's expectation to see me. I don't really. Here's one thing about me. I care, care, care. I love, love, love. But when I don't care anymore, I can't care. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm sorry. I can't see you. I'm booked and busy. You should have called first. You should have not come. This was not my intention. But, you know, Erica told me months ago, call the nigga and say there's somebody else. And because I'm too nice, I did it. And so I take full responsibility if this person portion of my toxicity and I'm going to be more upfront and forward and direct even if it hurts a nigga's feelings or a bitch's feelings in the future because this is probably really going to hurt when you've traveled to fucking 2,000 miles to see someone you're not guaranteed to see and I'm going to guarantee you're not going to see me. So yeah and he told me in the beginning he's like, you're going to hurt me. I'm like that's not my intention but if you felt that way you should have went with your instinct because you probably knew that you weren't husband material and this is going to sound really fucked up but but.
0: are you a couple looking to find a third or are you single and searching for a dating app that actually encourages you to embrace your sexual side then you need to check out field field is the alternative dating app for couples
1: and singles and I fucking love it it's amazing, and I'm going to be honest. I've been using Field to find a third person for me and my man, and it's pretty cool because I can make my own profile and connect it to his. It's called Paired Profiles, so whoever you're seeking can check you both out, and you guys are connected on the app. I love it. It makes My ethical slut heart smile. Honestly, it does. It's just really an open space for open-minded people to link up, make friendships, and maybe make love. And here's some great news, you guys. You can download the Field app for
0: free and support our show by using the link in this episode's description. Just click the link in our episode to get the Field app for free today.
1: Do you feel this way? Like, if you see a woman, and she's thriving, and she's living her best life, and she's going after her dreams and living in her purpose and manifesting abundantly. What the fuck makes you think that if you are living a life of complacency and contentness when you're just like, eh, I'm kind of happy, I think I clocked in and more power to the clock ins. But are you happy? Don't come be here in my light and think that we're compatible forever. It's disrespectful. Well,
0: those people are usually called energy vampires, and sometimes it's conscious, sometimes it's unconscious. But you, like I said, you have a light. Like I was telling, <laughs> what was I telling Irie in the car yesterday? <laughs> She's like, "What did you say to Jamila?" I was like, "Jamila," I was like, "Jamila," it's it, baby. I was supposed to telling Irie. I was like, "Baby," it's like. When we leave the door open at night and there's that light inside and you freak out because all the bugs keep coming in because they're attracted to the light. Jamila's the light and all the niggas are the bugs.
1: <laughs> they keep coming in trying to get a bug, trying to get some. And...
0: and then we keep closing the door, but we keep leaving it open a little bit. So, yeah, I think honesty is always the best policy. Um, you're very honest here. So you just got to be honest to these
1: niggas. And I I feel bad right now. I feel bad. Like, like, is this my life? Did I get into a career that I do toxic shit and then talk shit about it publicly? I mean, luckily for everyone, there's no names involved. (laughs) But I'm actually just honestly working through my issues out loud. And unfortunately, that requires that I talk about other people sometimes. And I'm realizing that this wasn't cool. And I probably will pick up the phone When he leaves the city (laughs) and reiterate, because I'm not picking up the phone while you're here because I don't care.
0: Yeah, and he's out of pocket. Like I said, that's crazy. I don't care, especially if you haven't really been giving him that attention. There's no reason to just pop up on you. You have no. First of all, you have a child. Like you have shit going on right now. Like you need to give moms notice. Period. Moms need notice. And also, period.
1: Yeah. My whole thing too is like. I don't need a hint. If a nigga's not interested in me, I'll be the first bitch to know. Like, I'm not, oh, okay, cool. Out. I don't think I should have to spell shit out to niggas. Some people
0: just don't get social cues. At it's, all. They really just don't. Or they just don't want to.
1: And I get it. I'm addictive, you know? Like, I feel good. And, but...
0: You take a man, you knew that he's never experienced anything like you, and you give him a taste, and of course they're gonna get addicted. That's just, it's
1: just... I wanted him to know that you can have more.
0: Okay, but do you think, did it work?
1: No. Well, it did. I'm sure he's going to, he, he told me he has a, a job interview on Friday. He's doing, For the same? Same job in a different city. That's step one, you know. But I just feel like even like he was here around the time we had a meeting about this thing that's happening with us. And they were talking like numbers and like this huge deal was happening on speakerphone. And I just like looked over and I was just like, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt awkward to me. Like I really wasn't. Like I was celebrating this win, and I just kind of felt bad because I felt like maybe he felt like, "Oh damn! Like what have I been doing all this you're time?" You're not
0: equally yoked. You're not. And you know what? Don't and feel bad about it.
1: I feel bad because I've not. I haven't always been here. We of just, course I kind of not. Fell into it. Of like, it course
0: worked. not. And I, but you're here now.
1: And so yeah. And so
0: don't bring yourself backwards because of where you used to be. No, like that's not how you continue to propel forward by bringing people from behind with you on the journey. No, but I need you, you to be know what ahead I mean? Of me. It's one thing to like, you know, bring your people with you and you're like, you know, wanting them to be a part of the journey. But like
1: niggas can't like, if you're not, worried, not everyone can come. And I'm learning that. Not everyone's invited. I'm learning yeah, that. And you know I have
0: no problem on inviting people.
1: I know. That's where I, I need to take more from you. I'm going
0: to start calling people for you. Like, hey, so this is um uh, Literally,
1: when this was ha- conspiring, I wanted to give you my phone. And I wish that you would um, just do it for me.
0: I'm like, hello, this is Jamila's wife. It's over.
1: <laughs> She's moved on. <laughs>
0: She's moved on. I know she sprinkled the fairy dust. I know, nigga. I know the pussy was bomb, But it's over. It's over. She's in love with someone else now. And you should... But you but you should do all the things she said that you should do, like do all those things.
1: But with someone else, (laughs) I this is a perfect example of why Dick can confuse you and why Dick is not the solution of getting over somebody else, because it just doesn't work.
0: Well, speaking of Dick and, you know, confusion and, you know, the history of penis in our life. I thought in honor of this first week of June and us talking all about sex, all June, and having some really cool guests on this month as well to talk about sex, sex work, all the things, I wanted to share with you guys our history with sex, starting with how we lost our virginity, which for me was not great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please do tell.
0: Okay. Well, you know, I started thinking about sex at a really young age. The first time that I saw sex was at, shout out to my friend Gigi. Her dad, he was an NBA player and he had this huge mansion. And I was basically living there all summer long. And he had like every single channel that there could have ever been on television. And he had this workout room. And I remember like he had these. Bikes. He's these like stationary bikes, and me and Gigi would like fake bike and watch TV. And one day we stumbled upon, I think it was the Playboy Channel, and like it was like we hit gold. Like we were like, what the fuck is Wait, this? How old are you? Probably like ten, and we were like, what? What is this? So I just remember like us like riding. This is such a strange visual, but like two 10 year ten-year-olds like fake working out on the bike, but also like watching porn. <laughs> And we were watching porn. The visual I just got. Right. And then after, like, this was, like, our thing. We'd go in there because no one would bother us in there. And we'd, like, either just chill. Without
1: your two 10-year-olds were working But out. then there
0: was a time where, like, we were on the bike. And, like, I was watching it. And I remember, like, the bike seat uh, feeling good. Mm. And, like, I was kind of, like, rubbing my pussy on the bike and, like, watching the porn. And I was, like, what is this? Like, what is this, like, sensation? And so that was like my entry into like oh this is what sex is like so porn was my first obviously intro into what i thought sex was supposed to be like and then you know not having a dad really around daddy issues obviously played into this and then my mom not really discussing sex with me and then like teenagers like as i i think i was around like 11 or 12 i was at an all girl school so i was an all girls school and with a bunch of girls with a lot of misinformation teaching me about sex when i was 12 we moved into a house right behind an all boys high school worst mistake ever and so and around that time obviously i'm going like my hormones are raging i'm like I think I'm supposed to have sex now. Like I had made out before I like got fingered. I think
1: I like, I got fingered around age 11 or
0: actually I did at age 11. That was um, a
1: fingering year.
0: I don't forget. It was like my dad 11 was 11
1: and 12. You're getting the finger fucked all over everywhere.
0: My dad was getting inducted into the hall of fame in Dayton, Ohio. And like his assistant's son was my age, Daniel, Oh, oh mm-hmm. And the he was so small valley's so small and he was so fine to me. Oh my God, I was in love with him and he was coming on the trip. I was like, vacation <laughs> And we I remember we were in the pool we were at the pool. We we're at the pool there was like a steam room at the pool too. so we went in the pool and like we started making out under the water like that was like my first kiss was like underwater. And then actually my first kiss was with a girl, but I didn't count that. First kiss with him was underwater and then we went into the steam room and then like he like fingered me. And after that I was like, I'm having sex next. <laughs> sex next. Next is next, next is sex. So then I had a boyfriend around age twelve, my first boyfriend, and he was like age appropriate. Like he was like very respectful, just wanted to make out. Like, yeah, he fingered me a guest in the back of the like the movie theater at the Howard Hughes Center. If you know, you know. But I remember telling him that I was ready for sex at age 12. (laughs) And he was like, no, you're not. And I was, you know, me, you don't tell me what the fuck I'm ready for, my nigga. So I was like, no, I am. And he was like, well, I'm not. And I don't think we are. And I'm going to make that choice for us. Very mature. Wow. And I was like, "Mm -hmm. well, do you know I live behind an all-boys high school nigga? So one day I was walking to the market And I saw this very handsome, light-skinned man sitting outside in his basketball jersey. And he had cornrows. God, he was so fine.
1: And you know what? Interruption, just because I know this, because we're in the Valley. If if you grew up in the Valley and you're black, there are very little black guys in the Valley. So... If you were black and you grew up in the valley, you know that there are very little black girls and black boys. So if you spotted a fine one, you needed to figure it out quickly. I mean, there was literally—I feel like there was a hunt for black boys in this age. Game. Literally, I, this is how I've met this, my baby daddy on a hunt for black this guys. Is, this is a fact through AOL. Then there was AOL Messenger, and then you connect. You found like you found one black guy, and then you found the rest because they maybe had friends at a different school. And then, well, <laughs>
0: even my boyfriend, who said we went i wasn't ready. He lived in like South Central, and like I met him because I went to like a. Private school dance, and he went to school at Loyola, or he went to a where did he go? Pilgrim. He went to some school, and like a few of these guys had happened to be at this dance. Carlton, him, my friend Justin, who I'm still I'm still friends with all these people because There's I was so desperate people. for black friends that then that's why my mom was driving me from the Valley to Howard Hughes, which is by the airport, to go hang out with my black friends because I had none in the Valley. So anyway, when I sat, when I was walking into this grocery store to my house and I saw this beautiful black boy sitting there. Like, you know, you make the eye contact, you look at one another, and I was like, oh shit, oh my God. He asked for my number. We exchanged numbers and that was that. We talked, exchanged information, chatted Win. over the over the no, not it was on the landline. My mom was always like,
1: oh, Get off the phone. And was like, I'll
0: oh, call you right back.
1: I'll oh, call you right back. Hang up.
0: Like like, like hey, hang up, don't call back. And I started sneaking him into my backyard because he could just jump over the fence. And so at first we just started kind of like making out. So he was at an all boys school. At that time I was, I guess I had, it was the summer right before I started high school and he was a year older than me. And so over time, sneaking him into the backyard eventually led to now I'm going to give you head. And so I gave him head. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. Just, I think I, well, maybe I did because I watched so much porn at my friend's house that I was actually maybe low-key an expert. But the, I remember telling him, like, I'm ready to lose my virginity. And so we planned it. And he came into my backyard. My nanny was home, or my housekeeper was home. And, but I knew that she was never going to come outside and come in the backyard. And we went into this shed and I lost my virginity on this, like, wooden, dirty-ass table in my backyard when my parents were at work. And it lasted for all of, like, three minutes. And I remember it feeling uncomfortable but didn't hurt as much as, like, I anticipated it hurting. And then it was over. And then he jumped over the fence. And that was that. And then he I remember him calling me and asking me, if I was a virgin, like if I was really a virgin. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you didn't bleed. And I was like, "Okay, I don't know. He's like, well, you're supposed to bleed. And I was like.
1: The myths that children hear.
0: Right. And then he said, and and you seem like you knew what you were doing. That's what he said. I've been
1: waiting for this moment for years. He said you knew
0: what you were doing. And I was like, well, nigga, I've been watching porn for three years. But also, I felt, like, ashamed. I was like, was I supposed to bleed? Like, is, there is my pussy broken? Like, I don't know. And at that point, of course, I'd never looked at the pussy ever in well, life. you were
1: getting finger banged in the sauna.
0: Maybe I bleed blood. I don't remember ever bleeding. I don't know. I guess I didn't have... Maybe my hymen broke my hymen. My, is that hymen? hymen my hymen
1: i haven't heard that word in either. my hymen,
0: hymen. You, it's one of those things you hear a lot around the time That's where you're me. gonna lose your virginity you hear
1: hymen so much and now as an adult i'm like what the fuck is that i hymen? No.
0: but that was my virginity story and then i remember like my mom reading my journal oh god and i know you have of, a lot of trauma you know, i have with, so much trauma and I guess I said, I mentioned that I lost my virginity and then she, I, she asked me about it and I lied and then she like tried to make me go to the gynecologist, not tried, I, she made me go to the gynecologist A. and like was, I knew she was trying to like investigate whether my hymen was broken or not and I refused to go in.
1: You know they're like, you know, you know your friends are like, they can't tell your mom, it's top secret, like it's against They did, mom. they
0: did say that, my, all my friends did say that, and but I was like, I'm not going in there. I'm not. I'm we fine. went to this Beverly Hills fucking doctor. I'll never forget. It was a bougie ass office, and I was like, "Nope." And I just sat there, and I was like, "She
1: wouldn't. You wouldn't go in the. She, you went all she the. She couldn't force me. You just sat in the waiting room. Yep. Did the doctor say? Come and here? then we just left. Did and they she say was, Erica Dickerson? Yep. And you just. <laughs>
0: And I sat there, no, this is, stubborn um, as fuck. I was like, I am not going in there. It's just a regular checkup? Yep. And I was like, you're not going to fool me, bitch. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I don't know. Uh-uh.
1: This nigga already told me That car
0: ride home you. was not good. Wow. <laughs> and that's my virginity story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> little freak. My virginity story. Wow. I feel like I have some confusion around mine that I'm sorting through. I started, like, doing weird shit and, like, humping friends at a very young age. Probably, like, six, which is very fucking strange <laughs> to say out loud because I have a six-year-old daughter who's, like, not humping anything. <laughs> Thank God, Jesus. I also realized that I was around other cousins and friends that had sexual abuse and that they were showing me things, and so I was molested by older cousins. And I was molested like as a really young child too at like f- three or four by an older boy who lived down the way from my grandmother's house. And I told my mom, but I remember being like this huge deal, whatever. The whole thing is I can't pinpoint if my freakness came, probably it's natural. It probably, my probably came naturally. I'm a freaky ass bitch, but I think it was heightened and it came too early because of those experiences. <clears throat> so I'm like six or seven or eight. I was finding my parents porn, humping a lot of shit. Lots of pillows were being humped. And by the time I was like 12 or 13, again, everyone's having this conversation about sex. I remember writing in my journal. I went to a Lutheran school because my parents made me change from public school to Lutheran school, which was like the worst thing of my life. Like I was drawing pictures and putting on the refrigerator like, I hate school here. Like it was intense. Um, I wrote in my journal that I was ready to graduate from finger banging, from sucking. I think, I don't know if I was ready to graduate from titty sucking to finger banging, if I was ready to graduate from finger banging to fucking. I was ready to get it going. (laughs) And much like Erica, I was sneaking boys into my room. Um, After football games on Friday nights, hella niggas would come to my house because my parents were so smart. They gave me a bedroom that had a door to the front outside world, the door and to the house. Why the fuck would you give a teenage girl a room that has a door to the outside? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I was sneaking boys in. I got caught twice. Then I became a Christian. (laughs) I was crying about it. Then I fell in love with like two niggas, my baby daddy, who I've known since I was 13, and this other nigga. And... I remember being at a cousin's house and her older brother was there with some friend. Oh my God, his name is Darwin. And he was cute, but he had like a lot of acne. And we like went into the room and like I was like humping him and it felt good. And then he like stuck it in and like we did it. And then I was immediately. I was like, this is not special at all. I don't know him. There's actually niggas I love. Why did I do this? And I was like crying and he didn't know me at all. And he was looking at me like, bitch, are you okay? (laughs) And I was like, I didn't want to lose my virginity like this. But then like 15 minutes later, we start humping again because he consoled me. What a nice stranger. And then I was like, wanted to do it again. (laughs) So I would say that my virginity and my sexual appetite started very much in confusion. And I can understand this now as an adult that like I've had a lot of conflict between like my pussy feeling good and like my mind saying no. And so as an adult that's kind of trickled along and I probably for sure had some trauma. So that was like my official virginity losing, but I never told anyone because I was too embarrassed and also I was confused. why did I do it again? <laughs> why did I say I wouldn't cry? do it again? It's because like my body and my mind were like in conflict. I later had sex with one of i can't believe, can't remember if it was my baby daddy or the other one who happened first they both got got though <laughs> and, and and i was turned out immediately like i remember wearing lingerie under my school uniform i like my mom would like pass down to me my mom was like had a victoria secret credit card so she had a bunch of gang of shit over there i went under my uniform take the bus to see this nigga and like wear sexy outfits we were fucking i started fucking my baby daddy and that took place in various places the front yard the car dressing rooms at the mall the park recreation rooms lots of places and then when i turned i was turned out but once i had sex i was Can you not call yourself turned out? i was it was a wrap like i was fucking and so much so that i met a porn star when i was like 16 this is like the peak of my me getting turned out and he had a white maserati so la had a white maserati and we got his number and he came and got us in another car he had a range rover where the fuck are my parents don't know (laughs) pulled up to my front of my house me and my cousin sheena got in she was like significantly older than me and we get in the car at this point i didn't know he was a porn star i don't really know porn stars but like when i as i grew up because we're still friends he was like a huge porn star at the time justin slayer and I got in the front seat all young. I don't. And he's like, y'all look young. Let me see your ID. Of course, I had a fake ID. And I just kept like brushing it aside. Like, I go to Valley College. Like, I'm an adult. Lies. And he was like, I was like, do you have a girlfriend? Because I thought I was so mature and grown. And he was like... Baby, I got a lot of girlfriends. Do you want one? And literally my heart melted. I was like, that must have been when I knew. I was an ethical slut. I just didn't know the word for it. And I was like, huh. And we, he proceeded to take us to some sex parties. I was a junior in high school. <laughs> and honestly, from there, it was a wrap. Like, I did a lot of sex between 16 and now. And a lot of it in my 20s, I realized... A, I don't remember. B, there was times where I'd be like sucking dick and my head was like facing out. Like I didn't want to see the person's face at all because I have trauma (laughs) and there's sometimes I didn't want to do stuff and I mean I'm a woman this happens to all of us I didn't want to do it then I would do it then nigga kept saying please yeah come on please please the head come on I'm like oh fine fuck it I'm here it's my fault all these like shame and like weird things that I no one talked to me about my mom found birth control when I was like 13 yelled at me didn't say are you having sex let's talk about it screamed at me I got an abortion by one of those not my baby daddy but the other guy that I was in love with and I went to Catholic school so I wasn't Allowed to miss school. They called. My mom couldn't find me. She ended up picking me up from the clinic. This was traumatizing. She was like, maybe I shouldn't put her business. This was not a good mom moment. And in fact, I brought this up as an adult and she denies it, but I'll never forget. She's like, You think it's cute to sew your baby in the trash? I was like, mm. This is why I don't tell you anything. Oh my God. So that happened and I just was wild. I just liked sex, and I remember liking sex. And I remember being turned up, and just
0: me too. I remember after. Well, my heart was broken because Kyle thought you
1: didn't thought you weren't virgin. Kyle
0: was also he was a hoe. So my my the guy lost my virginity too. He was also a Scorpio. Scorpio men are trash. He was a hoe, and he was, like, the hoe of the all-girls school Louisville. And he was fucking all these girls. Also, he was fucking a lot of white girls, which is probably why I have trauma when it comes to, like, black men choosing white women over me. I, am like, get very upset by it.
1: I have that trauma because my mom used to say that a lot to my dad.
0: Mm. And after that, I was like, well, fuck you. And so then I was like, well, I'm about to just go fucking explore all my honus. And so I did. Like, and I think about, like, high school sex like there weren't a lot of places to fuck so like you're fucking in closets you're fucking in movie theaters you're fucking in like the most rant you're fucking in rooms with multiple friends oh yeah I've done that oh my god there's like seven people in <laughs> one room it's, it's, like, having room. sex that's so crazy I can't
1: wait to talk it's to disgusting. my it's disgusting it's weird
0: it's fucking gross and because we didn't even know like threesomes were an option That at least I didn't it was no, just it was, it was just all like, separately yeah, it separate. was all separately it wasn't like some yeah not
1: threesomes <laughs> were an option Relaxed. I mean I guess I knew if I went to a But
0: I think about all of the things that I did and all the sneaking that I did and all the lying that I did and just manipulations for sex that I wasn't even really, was I even enjoying myself? Like, who knows? Like, no, probably not. And I just feel like now as a parent, I talking about consent with our kids, talking about your own self-pleasure with our kids. I mean, even that episode that we had with Michelle Hope, who if you guys haven't listened to the, the episode, it's called Masturbation Matters. We did it last month such an important conversation. She was talking about giving vibrators to teenagers so that they can explore their own sexual pleasure so that they understand what that feels like before having sex with someone else that's gonna define what your pleasure is supposed to feel like. Like, I had no concept of what my sexual pleasure was until I was well into my 20s.
1: Uh, I mean, I feel like that that just came, like, honestly, recently. And honestly, like, my parents didn't talk to me about shit, but... By the time I, like, so I've known my baby daddy for many, many years. And he was my high school sweetheart. He was my high school boyfriend. Like after I slutted around, I was probably still sledding around at the end. He just loved me, even though I'm sure he knew I was being wild. Um, my parents would, like for proms, and I went to like every prom, junior year, senior year, sophomore year, they would get us a room. And my mom took me to get my pussy waxed. So I don't, it was very confusing. And, and even like by the time I was a senior in high school, he was allowed to sleep over. And I'm like first we would like sleep in the living room, one on the floor, one on the couch. Then we moved to like the office. Then eventually by the time I went to college, I remember like he could sleep in my room, in my bed with the door open, which is if black people are listening like this is some white people shit. <laughs> But even at his house, his parents wouldn't let us sleep in the same room. But I think at that point, my parents were just like, fuck it. Like, at least it's the same nigga. What do you
0: think that, how would you navigate that with Luna?
1: First of all, I would navigate it completely different. We're going to have conversations. You're not going to be pressed because we're going to have conversations about it, about consent, about pleasure, about self-pleasure. And honestly, like, I don't want my kid fucking at the park like I was doing. I don't want my my kid to feel like she can't talk to me about it because, bitch, I've been done it all you know what does he say dun dun at all that's me I've done it and there's nothing you can't tell me and like kids are gonna fuck so I would much rather like I'm not gonna like Everybody come here and fuck at my house, but honestly, like you don't need to fuck in a fifty-dollar hotel room with four other couples. Okay, just call me, <laughs> um, and just you know, I just want to be real about it. Like, if you need birth control, if you want to talk about it, like let's talk about it because I'd rather that discomfort. Because my mom, obviously, it's not her fault. She came from a place like her parents were significantly older for her age, so she came from a whole different time. She lived, she grew up in Philadelphia. Like, she didn't know, you know, that this is something you could talk. I think parents think if you talk to your kids about sex you're encouraging them to do it and that's just not realistic like you're going to discover that feeling slash the orgasm at some point and so let's just talk about it
0: you know what it's so funny the other day I was you know me and Irie we always are talking about her body parts and how to. like I was always I was telling her I've been showing her consistently how to clean her vagina and like in the shower and like I was cleaning her I was helping her and she was like "Ooh, that feels good and I was like
1: no, no, my child oh. my spot. I was
0: like, oh, God. And I was like – and I didn't say anything because, like, it was it was such a casual moment that didn't need to be acknowledged per se. But the fact that she said that, I was like, oh, shit.
1: She's like, yeah, she, it does,
0: yeah. She knows – she feels pleasure. She knows what that feels like. And,
1: Obviously.
0: Right. But, like, as a parent, it's not something that, like – I think as parents, we think there's certain – time frames that things are supposed to happen and i think that's why parents often wait like okay well i'll talk to my daughter about sex when she's like 14 and then she'll have sex when maybe she's like 18. Well, we've,
1: we've socialized like socially we've we've socialized certain things and i think we think pleasure is like sexual pleasure has to include another person but sexuality and, and sex are not like it's not the same and we have to acknowledge that like there's a sexuality just then that, that we inherently have solo, and you have to address it. Like, it's dumb to take away the pleasure in all things because if I touch you, you're gonna feel it, you mm-hmm. know? And it's just like we sexualize children and we sexualize any type of intimacy and we sexualize any type of intimate pleasure, and those two need to be separated. I mean,
0: yeah, like even her saying it felt good wasn't like her being sexual. It's she, just simply acknowledging her body, which is a sexual body and the sensation. Of pleasure,
1: and that's why I think it's so important as parents, as people, as adults that we stop sexualizing children and literally we stop sexualizing just everything because you're conditioned to believe that and like reevaluate how you approach sex, how you approach sexuality, even your grown ass selves. You know, like I've said this 400 times, you know, a bitch's titties come out at any party, and if the heat goes over 82 degrees, my shirt comes off. And no matter who's around, if I'm in a comfortable, safe setting, but I think I've had people think that it's sexual or attention seeking, and sometimes times bitch i'm just naked and like just don't project your the western world's like understanding of sex and sexuality on kids or anyone or yourself because we're so much more than that amen so that concludes <laughs> where our whorishness began our early childhood adolescent freakiness
0: I hope that you'll share. I want to hear about your virginity stories. So if you guys have any virginity stories that you'd like to share that we can share throughout the month, please, please share them. Also, this is a great month to send those horries in. So if you have any horries that you would like to share, and if you don't know what a horry is, it is a highly ho-ish. Ho story. Ho story that is either funny or just great great, or just level 10 ho, ho-ish, and we love that. We oh my
1: lo- God, I still remember the ho story of the gardener. And the soda can. Oh that my. That was an epic. god. One. What episode was that? We might
0: have to bring up to like bring some like horries out of retirement.
1: That one needs to become out of retirement. That was one of my favorite. Anyway, thank you for sharing. And you know, if you're just joining us, you're new to the show, this is a safe space. So if you're in your car or at home judging the shit out of us for telling all our business, don't. Just know that this is a safe space that you can come and tell whatever the fuck you want. You can feel comfortable in your skin, in your experiences, in your stories, because there's none too weird or too hoary or too graphic or too dirty to talk to us about. As we understand, everyone has different life experiences and all are welcome. Yes. And you know what? I did actually add a
0: hoary channel to the Slack group. So if you guys are on Patreon and you're part of our, our Slack community where we all talk er day you can share your horries there we are sharing horries talking about them and it's fun i love it over there
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. um well anyway we will catch you next week i love you
1: uh, leave this episode a review, rate and review us, god damn it, because it's important. If you're not already, follow us on Instagram. It's good moms underscore bad choices, and we're good moms bad choices on all podcasting platforms. If you have a friend that hasn't heard us yet, they need to hear about our whorishness as teenagers or any other whorishness. <laughs> please share this episode and all of your favorite episodes because sharing is caring. And we love you.
0: And I hope so.